0: Wyoming invented the limited liability company in 1977. And so it has this interesting long history of allowing individuals to do business through LLCs. There's no state income tax. There's no there's nothing that the IRS can get out of the state of Wyoming. So it's a really friendly
1: state from the crypto industry's perspective. Anyway, here's to Wyoming becoming the the model for everywhere. You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. I'm here with Caitlin Long, who's the co-founder of the Wyoming Blockchain Coalition and has spearheaded some of the most impressive legislation uh, that has been adopted regarding blockchain technology. So thank you so much for chatting with me.
0: Naomi, it's a pleasure. It's such an honor to be with a
1: fellow redhead Bitcoiner. Yes, we got to stick together. Absolutely. Um, So walk me through what's actually happened in Wyoming. It's sort of thrown around as this um, wonderful example of what legislation should be regarding blockchain in America. America. and you're really at the forefront of making that happen so walk me through it
0: sure well we passed five bills last year and we have seven more coming in fact actually they're in the committee hearing today two of them just passed the committee hearing Yay. so first we've th- got to celebrate yes indeed indeed and uh, and and the one that's most interesting today that passed the committee is the amendment to the big one from last year which has some technical corrections in it not unusual uh, but most importantly it actually defines utility tokens as a class of property, a new class of digital property in Wyoming, that is significant for lawyers because property law is governed by state law and so if you are property not a security then technically the state law should govern. Now the feds obviously take the opposite view and we heard from SEC
1: Chairman Clayton here. He thinks of course most of these tokens are securities. Well he actually stated you know we don't really know um, you know people who are starting up these companies these ICOs. If you don't know whether it's a security presume it's a security. That sort of presumption that everything is in the SEC's jurisdiction is something that I really take issue with because it doesn't just apply within America. I mean the SEC's arm is super long and it reaches outside of America to countries all over the world.
0: Yes, absolutely, and and I do too. And and that, that we did in Wyoming. And you asked what was what was special about it early on. I, I, we're keeping with the ethos of the industry. We it's a decentralized industry. We're just trying to green light. The businesses to come into the state of Wyoming. Uh, one of the other bills that we passed last year exempts all cryptocurrencies from taxes. So that we've done some interesting things that are designed to just enable the industry to be itself, as opposed to try to form the industry, meld the industry into what we, you know, government Mandarin's view it should be, as so many other regulators in, in other states and of course at the federal level are doing. Absolutely.
1: And that issue of taxation, I think, is so important. You look at the market at the moment and I feel like so many people are just holding onto their currency. I've I've heard people around this conference today say, oh, I used to trade, but I don't anymore because every trade I make is a taxable event. And it makes it really hard for cryptocurrency to become successful if the government is just clamping down on every action you do and it's not financially viable for people to be trading and moving this money around if everything's taxable. I'm not going to buy a coffee with Bitcoin if I know that it's a taxable event.
0: I think that's so true, and personally, I can't even tell you the number of hours I spent on my own taxes. I think we all have similar stories, it, it, but and and at the federal level, that is the priority: is getting some clarification on the taxes and some some exemption for uh, for small value transactions. That's one of the benefits of the big industries like uh, the big companies like Bact coming into this sector. Is it actually does provide some regulatory protection, and they can bring their Lobbyists to bear to try to get clarification. So I don't mean to single out BACT per se. Obviously, there are Fidelities coming, uh, coming in, um, city groups coming in, and a lot of names like that. But because they start caring about this industry, they will actually start helping from the regulatory perspective. And uh, when BACT to talked today about all the work it's doing with Starbucks, that is about small payments. And obviously, if every Starbucks customer who pays with Bitcoin has to pay taxes on it. Um, that's not good for backed business. So that's one of the things I think that can help from a regulatory perspective is that you know, big companies are starting to care about this. I think there are other drawbacks to
1: those big Wall Street firms coming into Bitcoin. And also you've got to wonder about regulatory capture. Uh, do big companies coming in, creating the laws around this, is that going to um, preclude a lot of the smaller companies from coming in and competing? They're always, you know, that very anti-competitive mindset. But it does seem that there are some good points as well to them, you know, sort of taking charge and making sure that the regulation is good for the crypto industry
0: yeah like everything in life it's never black and white uh there are pros and cons but but yes, I think that's true. I think um, Andreas talks about CorpoCoin, that what's going to happen is if Bitcoin gets too corporatized, that the industry will split off and Bitcoin will go in its own direction and CorpoCoin, which would be the corporate version of Bitcoin, um, will stay regulated and uh, inside inside these big firms. I actually think there's a pretty good chance that that, that, that is how this plays out because the regulation is, is going to stifle a lot of the innovation and... We Bitcoiners who've been around before the regulation even got uh, started, before the regulators even knew that about Bitcoin, uh, are, are, are going to bristle under that. And I think it's also true that most of the Bitcoin developers are not going to go work for big traditional Wall Street firms. Right.
1: Let's go back to Wyoming and talk about the regulation that's been crafted there. Uh, is it true that... I mean, when you look at SEC regulation, they regulate the consumer. So it's not really about, you know, where the company's incorporated. It's about where the consumers are based. So does the Wyoming regulation mean that it's just the people who use cryptocurrency in Wyoming um, that they you know, get a better deal there?
0: That's a great question. Technically, yes, but there is an interesting angle, which is that Wyoming invented the limited liability company in 1977, and so it has this interesting long history of allowing individuals to do business through LLCs, and so... uh, the lawyers tell me that it's an aggressive stance to say, everybody go get a Wyoming LLC and put your cryptocurrency in an LLC. I'm not giving legal advice here. Um, but you get a nexus to Wyoming if you do that. Uh, I will not uh, give any advice as to legal or tax. Uh, no advice right. given right <laughs> here. But you can see how that that's interesting. I actually got a phone call from, from a luminary in the industry recently asking me why couldn't we just set up a million LLCs for, you know, every single individual retail customer uh, and have them all do the business in Wyoming. And I gave him the same answer I gave to you. Lawyers have thought of that and said that's probably aggressive, but it hasn't been tested yet. And individuals can always go and set up a Wyoming LLC. Uh, which, and and, and, and the, the, the Bitcoin industry, Bitcoin community rather, would find that interesting in Wyoming, aside from the tax benefits, for another reason, which is that Wyoming does not collect the information about the members of an LLC other than who forms it. So that's one of, it, 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 there are a couple of interesting aspects. One is if the FBI comes calling, they have one name and one address, but not everybody who's involved um, in, in to, to share with the, with the government. So in other words, they can't really get much from a privacy perspective. Um, and the other is because there's no state income tax, there's, no, there's nothing that the IRS can get out of the state of Wyoming. So it's a really friendly state from the crypto industry's perspective anyway.
1: I mean, it's it's sort of mind-boggling when you look at the state of the United States in general with this overreaching government and this surveillance state where they're yeah. just looking into everything and then talks in Australia and New Zealand about ending end-to-end encryption um, and you know, no, long, uh, long, no longer will our devices be secure because they're putting back doors in everything and then suddenly we have this state in the middle <laughs> of America that's saying we're not going to collect your information, we're not going to tax you within this yeah. state um, and you can start a company here and, and use cryptocurrency freely and um, you're going to be much better off than anywhere else. That's really surprising and refreshing. Well, it's not
0: new to Wyoming, though. It's a, it's a state that historically has taken on the feds on a number of issues. I think it was the second to the last state to raise the drinking age to 21, and it was a federalism issue. It, it, you know, it likes, to, likes the feds to, to leave them alone. Uh, and, and so we knew back when the utility token bill was passed that it was likely to be controversial in Washington DC and uh, because it was taking a different stand than, than federal securities regulation, but that's not something Wyoming has ever shied away from. The, the ethos of Wyoming, as you and I were talking earlier, comparing New Hampshire to Wyoming, these are the two pretty, uh, pretty libertarian-esque states. Uh, the ethos of Wyoming fits pretty well with this, with this community.
1: So why wasn't the Free State Project put in Wyoming? It seems like they have such an amazing infrastructure already and a precedent of being very freedom-oriented.
0: Yes, actually, great question. And actually, Jason, I asked Jason Sorens the same question because I've been involved with the Free State Project in, in New Hampshire as well, and I'm kind of torn between the two states. I love both of them. Uh, and the answer is, when, back when he put it out to vote at the beginning of the, pre, of the Free State Project, Wyoming came in second. And it was one particular issue, which is very true, in the, and I give the the community, the libertarian community, a lot of credit for for sniffing this out. Which is that there's a strong mayor structure in the towns in Wyoming, whereas in New Hampshire, you literally go to the town gym and and participate in the in the town council meetings, and you have a vote. Whereas in the Wyoming towns, you actually have the ability to capture the the local government because it's got a strong mayor structure. That was Jason's issue that he pointed out in his, I think it was a PhD thesis. And sure enough, the community said, you know what? The local control actually matters
1: and voted New Hampshire in instead of Wyoming. That's fascinating. Well, the next question would be, are you going to sort of bolster Wyoming and do as much as you can and keep focused on there? Or are you looking to replicate this across other states such as New Hampshire?
0: Well, it's great. I get a lot of that question. question A a lot from other states of reaching out to me, and I'm I'm interested in helping. Certainly, in New Hampshire, philosophically inclined, I actually think there's a decent chance we need you Yeah, but but you know, I'm partisan to Wyoming too. At at the end of the day, I'm, I'm balancing both the desire to help the bitcoin community grow as well and 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 keep regulations friendly and and enabling rather than restrictive uh but i'm pretty partisan to wyoming i've
1: definitely helped in new hampshire already as well you've been a huge help in so many ways just to wrap up here I want to just look at the difference between New York City which previously has been called the financial capital of the world and Wyoming which previously has had no such title whatsoever um you you presume that New York is going to be very forward-looking you presume that if they're the financial capital you have people there who understand that there are new technologies being invented all the time they want to stay abreast of all of that you know I I would have thought that blockchain coming in would have been a great thing you saw lots of startups there you had this silicon alley they called it and then this bit license came in everyone left Kraken its doors shapeshift closes doors and it's just dead the blockchain industry is dead in New York City I mean is there any hope or is there a way to petition the government get things repealed to have something similar to what's going on in, in Wyoming
0: well, good question. Uh, I don't think New York's going to go back on the bit license. And in fact, actually, historically, New York has has had this attitude towards financial regulation. They have a, a strategy of, of, of being the most regulated state, and uh, New York has thought that that has paid off. And in the regulated financial industry, that may be true. But I'm an insurance person by background. What's interesting is, you know what, you know how the insurance industry dealt with it. Insurance is a state-regulated industry. Insurance companies have one entity that has forty-nine states and another separate entity under an umbrella parent company that's New York. So they basically New York has extraterritorial jurisdiction. It's a very similar strategy. They've taken a heavy-handed approach in insurance and everybody just goes around them and says, okay, well I'm only doing my New York business in one entity and for everything else I'm avoiding New York deliberately. Uh, so uh, you know there are ways around. People people get creative when it comes time to you know, to, 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 to dealing with oppressive regulation. Um, I do think that, you know, there are a number of startups, uh, especially in Brooklyn, uh, that, that have stayed in New York City, um, because there is a lot of talent here, but they're not necessarily domiciled here for tax purposes. They just happen to have employees here in New York for tax purposes. And, and I'll close with a, with a a comment from Joe Lubin. He came out to Wyo hackathon, we did a hackathon out at the University of Wyoming as a thank you to the state and a number of big luminaries from the industry came in to thank Wyoming and take a look around and Joe said, look, there's no reason the next Google can't be invented in Wyoming. It's not likely to be invented in a heavy-handed regulatory state. That's, those were not his direct words, but that was the implication. And this is such a global decentralized industry. The developers are all over the world. There was a team that, that added up, they had traveled 60,000 miles collectively between them because they were literally located all over the world to come to Wayo Hackathon. There are not very many industries that are this global, seriously. And, and so you really can't uh, predict that there's gonna be a Silicon Valley Um, because they're literally going to be located all over the world, but they will go to the places that treat them the friendliest, and there's no question Wyoming is the friendliest
1: within the United States. Absolutely. And just looking forward into the future, so... Bitcoin came around as this way of decentralising trust, decentralising currency and I think that decentralising things really does make it a lot harder to control and we've yeah. seen that. And That's I just look exciting. look to, <laughs> exactly, and I look to the future um, and just wonder whether the government gets so heavy-handed that everything just becomes decentralised. You, you, when, when you look at how the SEC has dealt with a lot of ICOs, one of the things that they look at is how decentralised is it? How well could it run without this single entity, you know, know, controlling things, keeping things moving. So is that what's going to happen? We just see that middle uh, company focal point be knocked out entirely, and suddenly we'll just have things that go around the government rather than trying to, you know, create good jurisdictions legally. Maybe we just have better tech that circumvents it entirely.
0: That is is indeed what seems to be happening. And actually, the stablecoin example is a perfect example of that. The Banks have been working on their own stablecoin called Utility Settlement Coin. It's a UBS project that started in 2015. It's three years into it, and what, what have they to show for it? They're stuck in all the regulatory cruft, and here comes stablecoins, you know, <laughs> which were invented ironically because the banking industry shunned the, the c- cryptocurrency industry and wouldn't bank them, so people needed to create a dollar proxy, and so one company came up Tether came up with this idea and it was precisely because they gave the cryptocurrency traders an a way to pull away from crypto price risk and nobody had the ability to off ramp back into fiat if the banking system had been Providing that stablecoins never would have been created, and yet here now, what is the big topic? One of the big topics today: stablecoins stable
1: coins. in banks.
0: In banks, it's so true, and it's just—it just came around, it just did an end run around them, and just literally left the incumbents in the dust. We're going to see so many examples of that in in, in this industry, as it just—it's it, so fundamentally better than than the existing system, and the existing system is stuck with all this. You know, tech debt and regulatory debt. It's going to be hard for it to, to 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 do better in the short term. That's not to say we're not going to have these detours where we have these hybrid products. This industry that we that attended the conference today clearly has old regulation uh, that they need to deal with. They're not comfortable with self-custodying these assets yet, but I think they
1: will be sooner than we realize. Mm -hmm. Not comfortable with individual responsibility and accountability for the individual. Always, you know, always that safety net, right? The government will protect us with their laws. The government will protect us if if things fail. Uh, Well, thank you so much for all of the work you've done with regulation in Wyoming. I really do hope to see it replicated all over America, but you've just been such a shining beacon (laughs) of what's possible. Uh, in the crypto industry in terms of regulation. So huge thank you to all of the uh, amazing work you've done. Oh,
0: thank you. It's my pleasure. It's been a passion project. I'm purely volunteer. It just goes to show you, you don't need lobbying money to get this done. And citizen legislature in Wyoming, they all have real jobs to go back to. Guess what? When that's the case, they can't be captured as easily as the rest of the legislatures that are professional legislators. Uh, It's it's a really special mix of, of... criteria or characteristics that we have in Wyoming that enabled this. So I hope it can be replicated in, in other states for the sake of the blockchain
1: sector. But in Wyoming, I'm, I'm, we've got a good lead. <laughs> sure do. Here's to Wyoming becoming the, the model for everywhere. Thanks so Thank much. You. For extra material and any links mentioned in this podcast, please visit naomibrockwell.com. If you'd like to watch the video version, please visit Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube, BitChute or DTube. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future.